0: financial advisor, Steve Peasley.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, September 6th, 2022. And of course, yesterday was Labor Day. And that means summer is just about done, right? We're going to have to say goodbye to summer. So we're going to be moving into the fall season, even though here in Southern California, this is the hottest week and last week, and this week is the hottest two weeks we've had all summer. By far, we're getting a tropical storm coming up the coast of Baja, and it's bringing with it humidity. I hope, I don't mind the humidity as long as it brings some rain. So far, it hasn't done so. No rain, just hot and humid. I don't like that at all. That's what it is about here. You got to pay attention to your money, everybody. We're moving to fall, from summer to fall. Uh, we're moved, we've already moved from an easing uh, money situation by the Fed to a tightening money situation for this year. So we, we if things are changing. Things are different. So your investment's going to react differently. And you just got to be ready for it. You got to adjust for it. The phone number to reach me is always the same 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 888 99 chart. You know, this is a call in show. This, you can call in with any financial questions you have. And, of course, I've got a lot of material to discuss with you today, as I usually do, and Justin usually does. My focus point today concerns the story behind U.S. worker productivity, which is showing the largest ever annual drop in the second quarter. Largest ever annual drop. Ever. We are in a weird economic situation. We really are. Um, You know, in one sense, we can call it a recession. In another sense, people don't want to call it a recession. Well, you know, it's a weird situation. That's all I can tell you. So productivity fell 0.4.6% annualized, um, the steepest since 1948, by the way. Time permitting, I'm also going to talk about VW, which is spinning off into a separate IPO Porsche, or Porsche, however you want to say it. And also, maybe if we can get to, I want to talk about Bitcoin Bitcoin going, is it going to capitulate? And why do I say that? Well, we'll discuss that. Hopefully, we get to it. And we need more lithium, everybody. We need more lithium. Lots more. And we're going to be short. Lithium at the pace where we're going with the electric vehicle industry and the government, federal government, and, of course, the California government, all pushing very hard to move toward electric cars. I don't have a problem moving electric cars. We just don't have the ability even to produce the lithium for the batteries. <laughs> it's, and we'll talk about it. And we'll get more involved in that. So um, that's those are the main pre, pre, focus points I want to talk about. Uh, time permitting, of course. And we do have some calls, voice bank calls, questions. Uh, some Someone wants to talk about Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, another person wants to talk about innovative industri- industrial properties. And we'll get to those, I'm sure. My trivia question today is about Costco. With 120 million members, you'll be surprised at how much an IPO stock investment is worth today. That's coming up at the halfway point. Of the podcast, so I've got all this planned for this episode of the podcast, and of course, all that unplanned stuff with your live calls eight 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 ninety nine chart. So the market didn't do very well every since every since the Federal Reserve and they had the Jackson Hole conference. Every since the Federal Reserve said we're going to be raising rates more than you think, the market has turned down. So that's what we're dealing. The Dow is down 173, the Nasdaq down 86, and the S&P down 16. So we're just going to have to live with it. It's going to have to. Okay, so that was what the market was like uh, today. So everything's planned out. What do you want to talk about? Let's go ahead and get to our first caller question.
2: Hey, is the Berkshire Class B a good long-term investment? Ticker symbol is BR. K and B, thank you so much.
1: Well, Berkshire Hathaway, you know, which is Warren Buffett's com- company, uh, it, it's like a mutual fund. It's not even, you know, it, it's an individual stock, but it holds a number of companies inside of it, so it acts like a mutual fund. And I would have to say, yeah, it has been very good over the years. There are years it doesn't perform, just like every other mutual fund. There are those years. So, uh, but if you're talking about a good long-term investment, Berkshire Hathaway, yeah. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to say no. My biggest concern is um, the age of Warren Buffett. He's in his 80s, mid-80s, late 80s, and he's still the CEO, still very much a part. And he really hasn't designated clearly who's... Who's the heir apparent? Who's going to take over from him when he can't do it anymore, when he dies? And so I, 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 there's going to be some turmoil when that happens. But as a long-term investment, yeah, it's got really good companies. It's a value, value-oriented value-oriented, oriented stock, which holds value-oriented stocks inside it. Oh, yeah. We're headed into break, unfortunately, everybody. I welcome your finance and investment questions. You can do it right now. No questions too simple or too complex. You set the agenda. It's all about financial stuff. So call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART.
3: Why do listener questions make Invest Talk better? Which of these would you recommend? Because each caller presents fresh questions in their voice. I was curious
2: if you still think aluminum has a ways to go from here.
3: When do I know
2: the right time to take? Profit. Should I be looking for an exit? Should I be holding here?
3: And listeners instinctively realize that Invest Talk uniquely offers a welcome dose of investing satisfaction.
2: I think you have a terrific show, and I've learned a whole lot. Hey guys, love your show.
3: Uh, I've been listening
4: for several years now, and I've
3: Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with Klein investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call now. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hi guys, this is Kent, Harlington, Texas, calling you about Comcast. I'm looking at it in this time where things are really getting down low. It's it's dropped with everybody else, but it looks to me like the numbers are pretty good. their Their cash flow, is six bucks a share, and they're paying out a little over a dollar so in dividends. It looks to me like ten to twelve percent growth in earnings. I know the earnings yield is around 10 and most of the numbers look pretty good, but I've heard more podcasts than one that Comcast has got the worst customer service of any company around and along with AT&T. And so I'm wondering what y'all's thoughts are on Comcast. All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
1: Okay. Comcast Corporation, symbol C M C S A. Provides video, internet, phone, network, broadcast TV services through Comcast Cable. Uh, I would just say that a lot of cable companies don't have the best service. Uh, I I have cocks out here, and I'm not very happy with them. So I, I just don't know. I don't know of any cable service that everybody's happy with. I, I just don't know why just don't. Anyways, looking at the numbers, I'm gonna to have to agree with you. The numbers look pretty good. It's so a thirty-four dollar and seventy-four cent stock. They're gonna make three dollars and fifty-seven cents this year, and three dollars and eighty-five cents next year, and that's about eight to ten percent growth year over year. Uh, sales growth is is happening. It's around oh, I would say ten percent also. So those are good things. It's a big company, hundred fifty-five billion paying three point one percent. Okay, so three point one percent. Of $34 is only like a dollar. And they're going to make $3.85. So their payout ratio is pretty darn low. Cash flow is closer to $6. So all the things you said are right. Okay. Now, it's fallen from $60 in September of 2021 to $34, almost in half. And it looks like it's getting very close to long-term support in the low 30s. So... It's still falling though. I, I I think it's a bit early yet. I do want to see some some strength coming into the stock, and and I'd like to see it break above forty. That would give me more comfort uh, because every time it's gotten close to the oh, I think it's the fifty-day uh, moving average, it's bounced off of it down. Tries to come up to it, bounces below it. Come up to it, bounces below it. So take that uh, that that's this discri- disc- Disconcerting. I like to see some strength come into it, um, and I'd be—I think I'd be pretty patient at this point. But it is a good, solid company. That's there's no doubt of that. My focus point concerns the story behind the headlines: U.S. worker productivity shows largest ever annual drop in the second quarter, largest ever. And by the numbers, productivity fell four point six percent annualized, an annualized rate. And that's the steepest since 1948. While growth in unit labor costs is accelerating. What does that tell you? Low productivity, worse productivity, and unit labor costs, or the cost of workers going up. That's inflation, okay? Remember we talked about it. uh, Everybody was worried about the inflation of goods and services, and, oh, it's 10%. Oh, my goodness, it's really out of hand. And I remember mentioning it numerous times, we've got to watch the wage side. No one was talking about that very much. Well, now we're seeing it take off. The wage side is taking off because when productivity goes down, that means costs, you know, labor costs are moving up. You've got salaries moving up, and you're, and you're getting less work out of each employee you hire. That is a bad situation. We were once known, we meaning the United States, were known for productivity. Not now. And what happens is, even though wages are going up, a low productivity means reduced standards of living. Wages still will have to keep going up to keep up. And that's kind of, it seems like we're in a cycle to me of wages and Salaries and products going up and more wages to make up for it, and, you know, it's a cycle. And this is one of the reasons why I bet you the Fed saw these numbers before their most recent meeting and their discussions about how they need to pump up interest rates. The Fed, I don't think you should fight the Fed. They want to slow the economy, and to do that, that means to push us deeper into recession. That's what that means. They want to kill inflation. Inflation on the sale, of sales, and goods and service sides is killed by lack of demand. Well, there's there's what ten and a half eleven million jobs out there. There's there's not going to be any reduction of demand. And at the same time, we have a, a labor shortage in many different fields. <laughs> it is the weirdest situation. Another thing is, it's very difficult to count. Productivity to figure out how much, what it is because people work from home and do that. You know, we've, ever since COVID, everything's accelerated from, you know, people moving to homework and, and work from home as opposed to working in the office, which you can measure easier when you're in the office. I, I think that has something to do with it. No one's ever I've, I haven't seen any studies of that other than saying people are more productive when they work from home. Well, I don't know. Kind of, we're just in an odd situation, and I don't think it's going to change. I think it's this is the new reality, just the new reality. I don't. Not for a while. We have to go into a deep recession, and I'm I'm really concerned that the Fed might do that. I hope they don't. Of course, they say they're not going to. That they can, you know, guide this, and I don't. I don't, uh, my, frankly, I don't believe it. I don't believe. It. We're heading into a break. I welcome your financial investment questions. You can do it right now. No questions are too simple, as we said, or too difficult. I want to talk to you. Be fun to talk to you. The number is always the same. 888-99-CHART.
3: Are listening to invest talk we've seen the markets go up then down sideways and around it's called volatility and if you're a serious investor you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peaslee he's here now taking your calls live invest talk 99
4: chart hello Stephen Justin I'm Paulo from Germany by the way I have a question about innovative industrial properties. I'm a long-term holder and I uh, kept buying the stock, but uh, now I'm like 25% down, which is not a problem for me since I'm a long-term holder and I'm holding this because of the dividend and I think it's safe. Do you think the price of the stock is going to go? Down further or uh, is it time to pick it up at this level here on eighty six, eighty seven, or something so yeah I'd like to hear your opinion on the show I love the podcast and have a wonderful day thank you
2: bye
1: okay this is a REIT real estate investment trust targets acquisition of industrial real estate assets and- that are used for growing medical-use cannabis. We've talked about this numerous times. Innovative Industrial Properties, IIPR. The numbers are very good. Uh, they're growing their numbers pretty significantly. $8.30 a share this year. Uh, that's 24% higher than last year. And then another 9% next year to $9.05. It's an $88 stock. So it's going to be well under you know 10 and the 5 year range is 11 to 73 but it is a growth stock and growth stocks are not in favor right now so you're bucking the demand out there which is for value stocks versus growth so that's okay it's a very solid company it looks like and if i remember right didn't they have some one of their i just don't know if this is it, it was one of their um one of their uh uh, leases rather large lease the underlying guy, uh, company that was paying them rent was in trouble and that helped push the stock down I'm trying to remember and I'm not sure if I remember that correctly so don't don't quote me on that but it's growing sales 40 50 percent a quarter so it's doing very well you'll be fine if you have a long-term outlook this the dividends 7.9 so percent it's almost eight percent well, eight percent of eighty-eight dollar stock, right, is six seven dollars, and it makes nine next year. So, it's pretty high uh, payout ratio, but it's doable. I just don't know if we can keep that up forever. I don't know. VW is going to uh, spin off Porsche. You know, VW is the world's largest auto company, uh, and they own Porsche. They're going to spill it off in an IPO, Initial Public Offering. They announced uh, announced it just, what, earlier this week, last week? I don't know, just recently. And they, they, they plan the IPO, and this will be one of the largest ever IPO. They plan it in late September. We're in September. Um, but they also made a little caveat there. It depends if there's enough interest in the uh, IPO. It's a pretty tough environment for an IPO when you're in a bear market. IPOs are harder to get out there and get a fair price for them and get a high price. So they may reconsider, but uh, I, I think you know, I think I'm not. I don't think VW needs the money, and I don't know how much they're going to retain of the IPO ownership of the st- shares of uh, Porsche when they do spin it off. I'm sure they'll retain a big chunk. But, um, yeah, if you're interested in owning Porsche, you might get an opportunity to do so. Remember, I, the good thing about this is Porsche has been around a long time. You can, you know, they break out the earnings per division. So you'll know separately what Porsche's profit margins are and sales and all the numbers you need to know. So it's not like an IPO where you don't have history. You do have lots of history, which will help, you know, decide whether it's worth it or not to buy. So, I like Porsche myself. Uh, I think they're coming out with the one of the um, world's most expensive uh, electric cars. It's over a million dollars. Was it the Talon or something? I think if anybody knows what the name T A L O N was, that it the name of their new electric car. They're is million dollars enough? Well, Kadoki. that's a lot of money um 888-99-CHART 888-992-4278 the market didn't do very good this week it hasn't done very good in the last couple weeks we did have a nice little run up i wasn't it topped in june and then you know at the very end beginning of july it started to not act very well uh i think that's when it topped off i'll take a look at the chart let's take a look real quick Uh, I think that's when it was. Let's see. Uh, Well, it topped right in uh, in August. It topped. There was a bump up in June, and then it fell, then topped up in uh, August, and now it's fallen down off of it again. Okay, my trivia question. The original Costco location was opened in Seattle, Washington, in September 1983. Today, Costco, symbol C-O-S-T, is a worldwide retail giant. So as we go to break, here's my two-part trivia questions. What percentage of Americans shop at Costco? And if you had invested $1,000 at the adjusted IPO price and retained all shares, how much would that be worth? $1,000 be worth today. I'll supply the an answer right after the break. My best off phone lines are open. Eight 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 ninety nine chart.
4: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? with regard to its exploitability this is where hacker one comes in hacker one's ai red team addresses the novel challenges of ai safety and security for businesses that are launching new ai deployments the hacker one approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in ai and prompt hacking in short Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E dot com. HackerOne.com.
3: InvestTalk is here to help. And when you download the free InvestTalk podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. The phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART.
1: Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question. What percentage of Americans shop at Costco? And if you invest a thousand bucks at the adjusted IPO price and retain all shares, how much would that be worth today? Okay. Membership-only warehouse giant Costco was founded in 1983, and it went public just a couple of years later. It went, uh, IPO price was $10 per share, okay? December 1st, 1985. Costco, C-O-S-T. And at the time, its IPO, the company was valued at about $1.27 billion dollars. Now, Costco, give you some current information. Costco has 120 million members worldwide. It's the third largest retailer behind Walmart and Amazon. And 37% of Americans shop at Costco. 37%. Their average customer spending, $144 per shopping trip. And they buy nine items on average. Pretty interesting, huh? Okay, uh, just to give you an idea, how much that money that when you IPO the, the Costco split four times. It has split four different times since the IPO. So, your if you bought at the IPO price, your cost per share is now a dollar sixty seven. Okay, so if you had a thousand shares, a thousand dollars at the time, you would have gotten approximately five hundred ninety nine shares. Now, at Costco's August 1st, 2022 closing price, that would have given you $318,000. Spent $1,000, got $318,000. If you would have put $10,000 in, you'd be a multimillionaire, $3.1 million today. Now you know why I tell you stay invested. You know, it's fundamentally strong companies, you don't need to trade them if they just stay with them. Stay with them. It's if they don't have the fundamentals that then you might want to do something. But excess trading does not help you. Does not help you. Okay, let's pivot back to an Invest Talk voice bank question again. 888-99 chart. Hello
2: Invest Talk, Mike from Texas calling about Huntsman ticker HUN, they have a low PE, good price to sales, good return on equity, low debt to equity, enterprise value to EBITDA is about 3.74, good return on invested capital, price to book just over one, and payout ratio is around 15%, so the dividend appears safe. What are your overall thoughts on adding Huntsman to hold for the next five to 10 years in my portfolio? Thank you for your honest and unbiased feedback.
1: Well, Huntsman's out of Texas, Woodlands, Texas, uh, manufactures polyurethane material, textile effects, performance products, and pigments, and it operates globally. It's a $5.5 billion company, $5.5 billion. Uh, it, it it It's made money and it, it's grown its money fairly steadily over the years. It made $3.54 in 2021. It's going to make $4.34 this year. It's going to make $4.18 go down next year. It's an economically sensitive company. So in a slowing economy, this, this stock will get hurt. So it does pay a 3.2% dividend. Earnings are very solid. They don't have very much debt, management owns 7%, there's a lot of good things. The stock is $26, it's gonna make $4.18 next year. Okay, so it's very inexpensive, it's a good value, 20% return, it's got all those good numbers and everything, it's just that it's the wrong time of the cycle to buy this company. Now, if you wanted to buy at this price, I have no problem, it's a good solid company, but you're gonna have to go through the cycle, the recession. Okay, and then we come back. Now, to give you an idea, at the bottom of the last recession, which was the COVID recession, this stock went to $12, $13 a share. So don't think it can't go back down there. It can. Uh, I think it uh, most likely it would go maybe to the low to 20s, maybe the high teens. And I would rather you pick it up there. But it's a good value. It really is. Let's go to Sammy in San Francisco. How are you doing, Sammy?
2: Uh, yeah, thanks, Steve, for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask your opinion on a good entry point for Intuit, I-N-T-U.
1: Okay. Uh, Intuit is another growth company. Just, just a reminder, Sammy, where value companies are working much better than growth, and growth is the difficult sector these days. But let's take a look at Intuit. Uh, it's a big company, $118 billion. Provides business, financial, and tax software and services to companies, accountants, and consumers. So that's a business that is not cyclical, really. It's kind of anti-cycle because you always need (laughs) that business. It might be a little bit sensitive to the economic cycle, but not much. Uh, It's a $418 stock. They're going to make $15.94 a share. So it's not inexpensive. It's kind of on the expensive side. Uh, the most recent quarter sales shrank six percent. Before that, they were growing thirty five percent, seventy percent, fifty two percent. But the most recent one, it shrank six percent. That tells me that uh, this is a very risky time to be buying it because you know it's got some weakness. Now, um, I think you know I think it's going to hold above about three. 350 it's at 418 if it gets around 350 360 i think that's a much better entry point there and i think i might wait for that to come because it's not an inexpensive stock i just don't think you have to be in a hurry to buy this one sammy appreciate the call thank you into it i n t u is the symbol okay um bitcoin um if you've been paying attention, you know that Bitcoin dropped below $20,000 uh, just this today, yesterday and today. Um this yes, was holiday. Um, and it's been hanging around $20, 25000 dollars for a while. Why am I bringing this up? Because I think it might have a capitulation event because it broke below pretty strong support. Meaning that it could fall sharply and that will and flush a lot of weak hands out and that would probably be the bottom for Bitcoin. Where that bottom is, I don't know. I can't tell you. But I do not think you want to be buying it right now if you're in the market to be in cryptocurrency. Now there's so many cryptocurrencies out there that I would stick with the big ones, like Bitcoin. Um, because most, I mean, the vast majority of these cryptocurrencies are going to go out of, out of business. They're not going to be around. Just not going to be around. And we're going to be left with a handful of big guys at some point. And so I would stick with the ones that have staying power. And Bitcoin does. But it's going to be volatile. We'll, you know, you, you've, If you've been paying attention at all, you know it's extremely volatile. Just expect that to continue. Not going to change and you have to decide you know because there's no way to really to evaluate the company there really isn't so you're gonna to have to decide where you want to buy it. and the best way to decide is using a chart and the chart saying that it could collapse because it's right at that point where it might collapse and i would be patient we're rolling through the hottest summer days you know in southern california it is hot and it's humid and it usually doesn't get humid but we have a tropical storm coming up from Baja. I'm 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 okay with it as long as it brings moisture, rain, not moisture, just humidity, but rain. I want rain. I think we had a fifty percent chance this weekend. I hope it rains. We need the rain. Okay, even though it's hot, market yeah, you still got it's still volatile. The market's not nearly as hot as it used to be, but it's volatile. You know, it, it's going to continue to be, as long as the Fed stays on its path, its war path against inflation, it's going to be volatile. So maybe it's taking worth a minute or two to take time to talk about what we can do. Steve Peasley, that's me, and Justin Klein, we own KPP Financial. Uh, we would love for you to give us an opportunity to help you look at your portfolio, maybe uh, tell you what, what kind of risk you're taking and, and whether or not that risk matches your overall uh, desire, but for, for risk, how much how much risk do you want to take? Do you know how to figure that out? Well, we do. We can help you with that, and we'll take a look at it. you. Don't. There's no obligation. You don't. There's just no, no. We don't talk people into anything. There's no pressure on our side. We'll just take a look at. It. If you want to know what we can do for you, we'll be happy to explain. But you don't have to. You can call us or send us an email. Go to investot.com. Uh, just click on the contact us button there's different ways to get a hold of us many ways we would love to talk to you take a look at your portfolio have 10 minutes with you I think you'll notice the difference when you do because we'll you know we're not we don't pressure people we really don't so we really do want to help any way we can okay so let's swing back to an invest talk voice bank question that came in earlier on our Anytime, Anytime Listener Line number, 888-99-CHART.
2: Hi there. Um, I have a question about Advanced Micro Device AMD. Um, I have a very small position, but I was thinking of selling that, and I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Thanks very much. Bye.
1: Okay, Advanced Micro Devices. Remember, everybody, You know, everybody's been calling me today. Every call seems to be, or most of the calls seems to be, on growth stocks, and that's advanced micro-devices, uh, designs microprocessors embedded in uh, via graphics, uh, media graphics and processors and chipsets for computers and consumer devices. Growth stocks are not in favor. That's why they've been be- been beaten up, even though AM- AMD has not done that bad. I mean, its high was, what, 150 or so, and today it's 78, so it got hit pretty hard. Uh, but I've seen worse, much worse. They are still growing sales, seventy percent twice in the last you know, in the last two quarters, seventy percent a quarter. You know, so they're still growing. Um, the stock is at seventy eight dollars, and they're going to make four dollars and eighty three cents, so that gives you you know a, a PE of what nineteen twenty, which is their low, by the way. Uh, return equity is very high, 52%. So for, for AMD, the price is pretty reasonable. But I think you have to realize we're in a new paradigm here, of as valuations, and I, I think growth stocks are, are ratcheting down their values even though they still may have growth. Remember, the S&P 500 long-term average is 15 PE, and this one's at 1920 even though it's a growth stock. everybody's going to say, well, yeah, but it's growing so high, it should have a higher P. Well, generally, yeah. But we're in a economic, uh, I call it a recession, because two-quarters of a row shrinkage is a quote-unquote definition of recession. Uh, and uh, we're in a point where the Fed's trying to raise rates, trying to slow the economy. So your growth stocks are the ones that are going to get beat up the most. So I think it, it will fall. I don't Know how deep, but I think it will. So I, I'm, you know, it depends on what you have, but I wouldn't hurt my feelings if you sold out. Got out. Okay, let's make it two callers of questions in a row. 888 99 chart.
2: Hi, this is Matt from South Florida. Wanted to talk about being able to access the private credit markets. Listen to several different shows, and a lot of managers of funds for high net worth investors seem to be indicating that. The ability to access the private credit markets over the next nine or ten months will be one of the, the few ways to make money. So for an average investor trying to think about an ETF that would give me access to the private credit markets, these tend to have pretty good dividend yields. That's not why I'm interested. Just want to get your your take on two ETFs. One is V P C Victor Paul Kat, and the other is B I Z D. Boy, Indigo, Zebra, Dog. Wanted to see if either of these for a hold over the next 8 to 10 months when things are looking pretty bleak would be a good idea. Thank you.
1: Okay, uh, VPC, Retros Private Strategy. uh, ETF seeking daily uh, daily results uh, of the inverse of the performance of the index of private credit index. So this is, you're betting against it. On this one, it's an inverse fund. So that's just the opposite of what you're trying to get. So BZD, B-I-Z, uh, BIZD is a VENIG BDC income ETF, exchange traded fund seeking performance for market vectors for U.S. business development. So this is a, a business development uh, ETF. In other words, probably more fits what you're doing I'd have to we had to look deeper into it to see what they actually are investing in and but you're gonna buy this for the dividend and you said you weren't interested in the dividend nine and a half percent because this one this doesn't move up or down very much it's just kind of sideways um, so I, I don't know if either one of these I know the inverse one is not fitting what you say you're looking for and this one may um, but I think I'd keep looking i'm not sure that the private sector debt market is a good thing to get into at the beginning of a recession i just that that does not make me feel comfortable and hardly any mutual funds own this thing there's hardly any trading volume i i I don't i'd keep looking keep looking okay not these 888-99 chart, 888-992-4278. We're going to talk about lithium before the end of the show, everybody. Lithium and the problems we're having with lithium. We don't have any problems right this minute. We're not. But, I got a big but there. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And we have one goal here: to help you achieve financial freedom. That's what we want: financial freedom. And of course, we're going to continue to work toward that goal right after this break. So, give me your questions 99 chart.
3: Now is a good time to call Invest Talk.
4: I had a question about the stock.
0: LRLC. What's your question? Eight 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 ninety nine chart.
3: No two portfolios are alike. And every investor has a unique set of circumstances. The best way to get answers that correspond with your situation is for you to submit your questions to Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. The 24-hour listener line never closes. So don't forget to call talk 888-99-CHART.
2: Hey, my name is James. I uh, just actually started listening to the program and uh, impressed so far. Uh, I'm happy with it so far. I uh, just had a question about what to uh, to purchase at the moment and not wanting to invest in technology or any of those things. Is now a good time to buy commodities or should a person wait for a while, give a little breathing room and see if commodity prices come down and then purchase at that point? Thanks. Bye.
1: Well, that's a good question. And I, I have a probably a, uh, a duplicitous answer. How's that? Um, I would say yes and no. Um, there are commodity uh, positions that are pretty fairly, fairly priced, and I would definitely consider them. But I do think we may have another leg down, which will make them cheaper. I agree with your assessment about staying away from uh, growth stocks. I do, and I've been saying that for all this year and into last year um but uh, value value commodities value stocks seems to be the play for the next year or two or three or even longer and i would i would look for opportunities in that area and you will get the opportunities and there's some right now okay so not a lot but there's some okay we need more lithium if we are going to Press, if the government's going to press, the state government California, the federal government are going to press the EV market, the electric vehicle market, to, for us, because Biden wants 50% of all, by 2030, 50% of all vehicles be EV electric vehicles in California by 2035 100% so 50% sold new cars sold by the the federal government wants 50% of new cars sold BE electric vehicles in California 100% of new vehicles by 2035 that means batteries that means we need lithium we don't have enough mining capacity we don't have enough mining capacity on the drawing board to have enough lithium to supply these cars okay we ha- so you know the Inflation Reduction Act is given you know big tax credits to buy electric vehicles okay that's fine even though I don't that's very misnamed Inflation Reduction Act that's ridiculous as far as the name it's not going to reduce inflation it's going to cause more inflation they're spending money I mean, okay, that's a whole nother issue, but um, the, the 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 electric vehicles have uh, parts and components, but and also in this act that, that require lithium, but also in this act it requires the, from the federal level to be domestically produced, which I like, right? We want it to be produced in our country. But we don't have the capacity. so it's going to be an issue, and I don't know how that cannot stay an issue. Um, this is in addition to, well, for how are we going to generate that much electricity? right? I mean, that's a separate issue. I'm talking about just building the vehicles because we need a lithium in the batteries for those vehicles. Okay, can we build that many batteries? Okay, let's say we can. Do we have the lithium to supply to build that matters? And then that at this point we will run out. We have plenty right this minute, but you know as we ramp up, we're not ramping up fast enough. The mining for lithium. Now, can it be done? Of course, it can be done. It can be done. We're just not doing it yet. Can we can we supply enough electricity to charge the cars? Of course, we can. But we don't have any enough power plants on the drawing board that we're trying to put together. It's not, You can't just snap your fingers and then you get more electricity. That doesn't work that way, right? It just doesn't. So we got to, you know, and why am I bringing this up for you investors out there? Is there an opportunity in the lithium battery, lithium supplies area? Might be. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free Download past podcast. You can get your download anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And if you download it from iTunes, please rate us. We would love a rating, okay? Of course, we want a great rating, but, you know, you get to do that on your own. So, but please, it helps our, our uh, you know, our our. Our uh, public profile, okay? Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk. Have a great night, everybody.
0: Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security.